Hello and welcome to Empowering Tomorrow's Heroes. I'm your host, Marietta Kammer. In today's episode, we dive deep into the world of children's character traits, exploring the diverse qualities that shape our young heroes of the future. Join us as we unravel the complexity of their personalities, the influence of their upbringing, and the powerful potential for positive change. Let's inspire and empower our children together. Joining me today is Paul Purick. Paul is a New York Emmy Award winner, five-time Emmy nominee, and four-time winner of the Connecticut Associated Press Broadcasters Association Award. Paul is the Chief Meteorologist at WICC 600 AM and 107.3 FM and teaches fifth grade earth science and mathematics in Fairfield, Connecticut. Now, Paul is also a parent of three proud children and also a change agent. It's so good to have Paul Pierrick with me. Good evening, Paul. How are you? Marianne, good evening. It is great to be here. It is an honor. I'm doing well, and I hope you're doing well. I'm doing okay. Thank you. And tonight's episode was sponsored in part by the HealingMindMagazine.com, KMAREducation.org, and the Vision Salon Milford.com. So, we have good things ahead of us. We get started. And in our first segment, we're really exploring the character traits. Character traits explained. Because parents play a significant role in shaping a child's character and behavior. Hence, parents need to be aware of the impact their action and modeling can have on their child's development. So, um, Paul... I created a wonderful child. His name is Johnny. And I like to share the uh, character traits with him. Johnny is very argumentative, bossy, brilliant, courageous, daring, determined, imaginative, impatient, persistent, and self-reliant. And you as a parent and as a teacher, what type of a child, what type of a child is that little Johnny? Johnny is like every other child, Mariette. Every other mm-hmm. child has a, a list of traits that are very numerous, and all of them are uh, certainly over the years uh, defined or define the child who has those traits. And, and what you just listed in little Johnny is, in essence, uh, every other child that I teach during the day and that I've raised at home. Um, They have a a multitude of character traits. And, you know, some of the traits that I think of when I think of the children in school and those that I've raised are, number one, courage. Um, In the world today, you have to have courage. Even a youngster has to have courage and the ability to try new things, different things, uh, and go well beyond the boundaries of his or her comfort zone. Creativity is another one. Uh, You know, children love to be creative, and we cannot squash that ability whatsoever. Um, They need to be able to do what they are best at, what they enjoy doing most, and that gives them the opportunity to be very creative, uh, no matter what it is that they're doing, whether it be at home or at school. Uh, Respect is one that, you know, I think is a uniform one for all children. They have to have respect for all human beings, for all living creatures, uh, for the earth that we live on. Uh, And one other one that I like to uh, 
I like to mention is optimism. You know, we often talk about the glass being half full. Um, in today's world, it's very easy to see the glass half empty. But I always tell the kids, you have to be optimistic. You know, look, look at the future with that glass half full. So, in a sense, what you mentioned for Johnny Marriott is what, it, those are the character traits of virtually every child that I've taught and that I've raised. Wow. This is great. This is this is great, uh, and I like to refer. I went a step further. I like to refer to my notes. Um, this child is a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. They're argumentative, uh, not in a hostile or aggressive way, but rather because they they possess a strong sense of justice and a willingness to challenge the status quo when they perceive something is not correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to go back to age two with myself, something I didn't like, um, they had a problem with me, the, the parents. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, growing up, uh, something I didn't like, uh, I said something. I threw myself on, on the floor, on the ground, mm-hmm. and stomped with my feet. And um, my mother had a hard time with, my, with me. Uh, they're also fearless in speaking, uh, they're, they're fearless in speaking up for what they believe, uh, making them a potential advocate for important causes in the future. So that is so true. That is so true, um, uh, Paul. And their bossy nature might be a reflection of their natural leadership qualities. No they doubt about brilliant. that. Agreed. Yeah, they have, Agreed. Yeah they, yeah, they have brilliant minds, often creating... Uh, creative and innovative solutions to problems. They're not afraid to take charge and guide others, and they're excellent at organizing and positively directing their peers. That is, that you, is just... Agreed. What you just said, Mariette, uh, really defines the child today as opposed to the child that I taught 30 to 40 years ago. Uh, there's been a dramatic difference over those 30 to 40 years where today, you're right, the children will look at things and, and they'll look at these things with their point of view and they're not afraid to give it. They're not afraid to tell you what they believe, what they feel. And, and in that sense, they, they have a lot more confidence in their beliefs and their feelings today than they did 30 or 40 years ago. I also find that the youngsters today are more resilient than they were back then. Um, I've seen that. I've seen it firsthand, whether it be in the classroom or in the home. They have a tremendous degree of resilience, and they can adapt a lot better today than they did 30 or 40 years ago as well. And so I've seen that shift over the, over the last generation, maybe a little bit longer than that, where they're not afraid to challenge. They're not afraid to say or question the way things are today, and that's exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of days ago, you know I'm a big TikTok fan. I, mm-hmm. I saw a video of a little girl. She was all dressed up in her costume, and the parents were behind the camera and were questioning the little girl. So what would you get? Um, she said a banana. You got what? A banana, she said. Uh, and the parents said, well, that's great. You, you got a banana, you know, instead of candy. And she starts walking away, and she goes, yuck, yuck, yuck. And she must have not been older than two, maybe two and a half, maybe two years old. And I said to myself, is this little child entitled? Is she uh, ungrateful? And as I was doing my research for tonight's show, I don't think so. 
I don't think so. I would give her really the benefit of the doubt after my research, after I put this little Johnny, the character traits together. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be that she is outspoken. And, um, hey, I didn't, ex- I didn't get what I expected, so I have to talk, tell the world. I have to tell my parents since they asked me. That's how I look at it today, instead of being on, an, an ungrateful child. She's Agreed there, and also I think there's some degree of honesty with that assessment. You know, they're, very, they're being very honest, and in, in that regard, that's a good thing. Uh, they're telling it like it is. This is the way I feel. You know, I'm being very honest with you. I'm being very honest with myself. And so in that regard, it's not being ungrateful. It's just being honest. Right. And this is courageous and daring. Uh, this mm-hmm. child is... Uh, uh, unafraid to step out of their comfort zone and face Mm -hmm. challenges head on. Their determination and persistence ensure that they don't give up easily. They have a clear vision of what they want to achieve and won't be discouraged by setbacks. And that almost is like for the little girl that I just talked about. Um, She was disappointed. Hey, uh, Halloween is for candy, not bananas. I get bananas at home. You know, and I don't have to go out from door to door. Right? No, you're, you're right about that. Yeah, they're looking forward to <laughs> Halloween, and, and you, they, they know what they want, and if they don't get it, they're very open, they're very honest, and they're not afraid to let their feelings flow, whether it be to mom or dad or to their friends or brother or sister or whomever. Uh, it's just being very open and honest, that's all. Yeah, and again, I want to point out, because I'm not exempt from uh, misjudging uh, a situation, it's not you don't really know till you dive into till you do research because I had her pegged this was just a few days ago I had her pegged as maybe being ungrateful and that was mm-hmm. totally wrong on my part and mm-hmm. opening this this conversation tonight and with our Johnny and uh, the trademark that's it's wonderful see it's it's we 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 never know it all not that I thought I knew it all but it's it's misreading a situation it is, and, and you know, I, th- yep. I think it'd be wrong for many of us, Mariette, to uh, to hope that every character trait from every child was one that we assumed with something that is very good, like courage and confidence and respect and integrity. We can't expect that from every child. We can't expect a degree of being honest. We can't expect a degree of saying, this is what I want, this is what I expect, and, and this is what I'm striving for and hoping for. And You know, that's not necessarily bad, and in this little girl's case, it certainly wasn't bad. Exactly. And you know, right away, and once we go to our um, segment, you know, our second segment, uh, I will um, display, a, a, you know, a total different uh, character trait. Uh, with this little girl, we have an insight, and especially you, since you're a teacher and you live this day in, day out for 30, over 30 years now with the children, being close to the children. Mm-hmm. Um, we know exactly what the what the home life is like what the parents are like even though maybe we don't meet them all the time right away just by the character traits i said oh my god you know their the house is beautiful their home is beautiful to be able to to um to to make that also grow and support these traits because they have to be once once the parents recognize this, they have to be supported. My parents were always very proud of 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 me. Uh, I just came to that realization 
a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like they had sent me an email from heaven. And I'm dead serious now. I kind of use it that way. Because why were they... I never thought they were proud of me. Yes, they were proud of my independence, which just sure, came easy sure. to me as a child. Mm-hmm. It came easy to me when they were busy. I would go in the kitchen and help myself to some food. So right. instead of them having to stop what they were doing in the what they were doing in the garden, so I never paid a lot of you know a lot of attention to it. It came easy. Independence came easy to me, but they mm-hmm. always made a big deal uh, to other people and would talk about it. And all these years, I never remembered that. Otherwise, I would have mentioned in my in our talk shows, you know, in our. And now you do. And now you do. You know, mom and dad are the first teachers, Mariette. They are the first and most important teachers. And you just said it a moment ago. What we see in the youngsters now today in the classroom and in the world at large, they are. It is a reflection of mom and dad. Uh, what mom and dad are like at home. If the child is respectful, if the child is courteous, if the child has gratitude, um, those integrity, honesty, compassion, humility, empathy, confidence, kindness, you know, curiosity, these are all the traits that they learn from mom and dad. And mom and dad, no matter what they do, what they say, how they act, uh, they are the teachers. They are the primary teachers for our children. And, you know, we see it in the classroom every day, the way that children conduct themselves, what they say, how they act, um, what they do every day. It is a reflection of mom and dad. And mom and dad have to support them no matter what and have to make sure that these children know they are loved, supported, and cared for every minute of every day. And when they do that, these children will grow up to be successful young adults. Mm-hmm. And another um, note from, from me, the self-reliance is one of their strengths. They're mm-hmm. not afraid to take on tasks independently and trust their instincts. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, this child has the potential to be a future hero or trailblazer who empowers others and brings about positive change, you know, with the right guidance and support, uh, oh, sure. obviously. And, you know, we see that at younger ages now than we did before. I've often said that today's fifth grader is the 1980s seventh or eighth grader. We've seen that maturation process in many areas of their lives, in many aspects of their lives. And in this aspect, we've seen it magnified over and over again where, you know, they're the ones that are growing, maturing, and developing much more quickly now than they did 30 or 40 years ago. And that is very evident. We're seeing it virtually every day. Right, right. Um, Paul, before I um, go over to segment two, uh, a quick word from our sponsor. Uh, Discover the key to unlocking your child's full potential with our character development program. Contact kmareducation.org today. That is kmareducation.org today. So, now, of course, we're still talking about the um, trades, uh, a mix of negative qualities and behaviors because I thought this was very important because, again, not everybody has these qualities and traits from the first segment. So, um, again, this is little um, Johnny. Call him little Johnny, too. Uh, he's afraid, anxious, brave. He's a bully. He's cowardly, dishonest disrespectful, impolite, noisy, pessimistic, 
sneaky, snobbish, lazy, rude, sarcastic, selfish, thoughtless, unfriendly. So this mixture of little little traits I put in one pot. Um, so and children that exhibit such traits for various reasons, they may change or improve with guidance and support at some point. But Paul, what do you say when you have a child like that? I'm sure at some point in your life, in your professional life, you have come across a, a child like little Johnny. Um, Marianne, every year, and not just one every year, a number of children every year, even from affluent families, even from families who uh, seemingly have it all together, uh, families who are model families in the community, in the neighborhood, in the town at large. We see this all the time, and there are a variety of reasons for this. One of them that comes to mind is that Johnny is looking and craving for attention. Um, I see that in one of my students this year. Uh, what you just described, little Johnny or whomever, um, is a child that I have uh, this year. And it's a child who I found out over the first one or two months of school uh, gets very little attention at home. Mom and dad both work full time. They're very rarely home. There's a sitter who comes and picks him up at the end of the day and will sit with him until 6, 7, 8 o'clock at night when mom and dad get home from their full-time careers and have very little time for him. Now, that's not to say that every child who fits this mold has parents who don't have time for either him or her. But what I see is a child who is craving attention and someone who is, who is yelling out for attention. And that's what I, what, that's what I hear from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when um, little Johnny is afraid and anxious... Uh, which may lead to a lack of confidence and mm-hmm. a tendency to avoid new or difficult situations. Mm-hmm. Um, despite their fear, they can also display moments of bravery, indicating that they have the potential to overcome their anxiety with the proper support. And this is so true. If the children have proper support, if it's detected early, um, Anything can be addressed. And if you go about it with, 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 with love, but really, um, what do I want to say? Consistency as a mm-hmm. parent or as a caregiver. The consistency has to be there. And that's um, the bottom line. It has to be consistent. And what you just yes. said a moment ago, Mariette, again, just struck a chord where it has to be detected early. Um, we had a day-long seminar earlier today on academics and learning difficulties and learning differences. And uh, we were in a Norwalk earlier this afternoon, and we had a variety of educators uh, and and. Uh, not only educators, but administrators who were there. And one of the themes that was, uh, was sung most loudly today was detect- early detection of either whether it be learning difficulties, learning differences, or whatever. And you just hit the nail on the head a moment ago where no matter what it is, it has to be detected early. And if it's not, it may become magnified later on in life. Absolutely. And... Um these character traits uh, that I put in a basket for us tonight to discuss, 
uh, and we can only discuss some. There are much more out there in the basket. But I just picked just, you know, uh, just a few just to make the point, to bring the point across. Now, I have never heard a talk show or a seminar like what we're doing right now here, just tonight. I have never, um, okay, here, here, the, here, here are the trades. Uh, what can we do and what effect will it have if, if nothing is done? But we're carrying it right, if nothing is done, we're carrying it right into adulthood where it just gets, um, uh, it just, they just grow more and more and more, these character traits. You're right, Marietta. It gets magnified, no matter what it is, whether it's a good one or a bad one. You're right. Yes. And it will get magnified if it is not addressed properly. And You know, the bottom line, again, you just said this a moment ago, um, there has to be some degree of caring by the adult or the adults in this child's life. When they see an adult who cares, who, who can sympathize, who can empathize, who, who can sit down and, and just talk with the child, and, you know, show that he or she cares about this child. It makes a world of difference. It makes a, whether it be in the classroom or at home, mom and dad, they have to spend time with the child. They have to spend weekends, whether it be at the pumpkin patch, whether it be at the movie theater, whether it be at the, the Little League baseball game. They have to be invested in the child. And, you know, I see... In our school today, far too many parents who just don't have the time to be at the Little League game or, you know, at, at the uh, recital that they're have, the child is having over the weekend. And someone else is there in, in, in lieu of the parent. And that, that cannot be. If you have a child, you have to invest yourself totally and fully in that child, whether it be a parent, whether it be an educator. If you show that commitment, if you show that care, if you show that genuine concern, it makes a world of difference, and that child will know he or she is loved. Yes, uh, and I'm thinking, I wonder, the parents will notice about their, the, the parent knows their child. I know mm-hmm. that. I just, mm-hmm. I just know it. Um, but can they always connect the dots? I had my child very early in life. Uh, I must say I wasn't quite... Um, emotionally um, personal growth I wasn't quite there I hadn't experienced that I you know I was 20 years old I was not able to connect any dots I didn't know about any dots it was just later in life that I started um, really investing time in personal growth and connecting the dots because once you connect the dots it's easy you don't need to be a therapist for that no you don't you're, you're right. You don't need to be a therapist. You're right. And, and you were very young, Mariette. You were certainly very young at the time. So you, you can't look back. You can't have, you know, 2020 hindsight. It's just not going to work. Uh, you, you can, you, we, we all learn from our experiences, and, and that's at least an honest uh, assessment of what happened with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I believe in this because kids today get it. Mm-hmm. Kids to get, uh, get it, and I think this this uh, this program, these programs that we're doing, empowering tomorrow's heroes, it's really for the parent. 
for the parent. You're right. It is for the parent. Uh, There's no doubt about it. You know, oftentimes I have parent-teacher conferences. We have more coming up next week. And and when the parents come in, we sit down, and I I talk about their child, you know, whether it's little Susie or little Johnny or whomever. And um, the parents inevitably say, you know, my, my daughter, my son really looks up to you. Uh, you stand at the door every day, you greet them with a smile, you say good morning, how did your night go, what did you have for breakfast, uh, what did you watch on TV last night. You take a genuine care, a genuine interest in these children, and as a result, they really like being with you all day long, and it makes a world of difference. When you get up in the morning, you want to go somewhere, you want to be somewhere, you want to be where there are people who are very optimistic, very uplifting, people who believe in you, believe in what you can do, and and have every uh, hope that you're going to do well in the future. And that's what you have to do. You you have to do that. It's a a a seven-day-a-week job, 168-hour-a-week job. Uh, It's something that you have to do with these children, whether it's an educator, whether it's a parent. You have to invest virtually every minute of your life in this child because you are leaving the legacy and you need this child to succeed in life. And when, when that happens, you know, not only are you a success, but more importantly, the child is a success. Absolutely. You're very special, Paul, to be able to, to share that um, with the children. I can imagine going to school. I would love to go to school knowing that um, my teacher believes in me uh, and makes me feel good. And I know you do that wherever you go, Paul, not just with children, but also with the adults. You well, that's the bottom like that. line. Uh, special. Yes. You make I'll give them you feel two like... other examples. Yes, okay. two other okay. examples. Um, you know, we, we have a great homeroom. I always promote our homeroom. I say you're the best homeroom class in the school. They begin to live it. They begin to sense it. They begin to feel it. In addition, we do things outside of school. We'll go to a, we'll go to a farm in October on a Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock to pick pumpkins, go on a hayride, you know, uh, um, go to the country store, go to the corn maze. In December, on a Saturday, the whole homeroom and I were going to uh, a cabaret theater in Bridgeport to watch A Christmas Carol. Now, this is outside of school. What this shows is that you want to be with them. You, you value them. You, are, you enjoy being with them. And in, in return, they will give you 150%. They will give you everything they have because they know that you are invested in them. Um, you are a dream, not only as a teacher, as a human being, but also as a husband. Uh, probably the women that are listening to us now, they say, oh, where has he been? I, I want a person. I want a husband just like that. Sorry, lady. He's, ladies, he's taken. Sorry. That's taken. right. That's right. Yeah, but, you know, it, it, it's, it's about, the, the other thing, Mariette, too, is as we get older, um, you, you want to leave that legacy, and, and you realize that you want to leave the world a better place. And these character traits that you are alluding to, you, you want, by the way that we conduct ourselves, by the way you conduct yourself, by the way I conduct myself, these children are not foolish. They're, they're not blind. They see how we live day to day. They see how we conduct ourselves. And they would like to emulate that. They want to be like that. I I had a child two weeks ago, out of the blue, said, you know, Mr. P, I want to be just like you when I grow up. And and that meant more to me than virtually anything. I I looked at him and I said, well, thank you. 
Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Why why would you say why would you say something like that? And he said, Because you make everybody feel good. You make everybody feel happy. You make everybody feel valued. And what more can I say? I should write books. You just gave me some ideas about the next book um book I'm writing, um, Mr. P. Because you're a dream that's everybody wants that. Everybody in in their lives uh, to be to be valued when they're little um, and believed in in, in everything and mm-hmm. a wonderful guide with with heart and mind. It's just that that's a dream come true. Uh, how often do you find that? Uh, how often do we find this? Never. Very very few times. Very rarely. And you're consistent. Right. You're consistent too, and not having a a um a motive behind it. You no, know, there's absolutely no motive. The, yeah. the bottom line is you want to wake up every day and you want to have these character traits that you possess that you want to share with everyone else, with everybody else. You know, even the educators in our school say, you know, how are you so upbeat every day? How can you not be upbeat every day? We have the greatest gift of all. We have the gift of life. We have the gift of life. Mm-hmm. You know, how, we we are alive, and by being alive, you want to share your zest for life, you want to share your happiness, you want to share what it is that makes life so special with everyone else. And when you do that, it, it, you know, it, it, it begins to blossom. Uh, we often say that it's contagious. You know, happiness is contagious, and if you're happy, that will spread, whether it be in the classroom or at home. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, it takes quite a bit to be happy, to be truly happy every single day. Mm-hmm. That means... And, really and Marianne, that's a decision. That is a decision mm-hmm. to make. Mm-hmm. You have to make mm-hmm. that decision for yourself. No one else mm-hmm. is going to make that. You, you, you have the ability to create your own happiness. It's your thoughts. It's, it's, it's your mindset. And and you have to, exactly. that's one of the exactly. traits. It's your mindset. You have to create yes. that mindset. Yes. 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 Uh, I just heard something, I think it was a day ago, I forgot right now, where this, it was about uh, an author, it was a new book, on, I think it was on Good Morning America, and it was something about with the thoughts uh, a person thinks. Mm-hmm. That uh, may, it might might have been just a, a mentioning of Joyce Meyer. I think it was a TikTok Joyce Meyer. Mm-hmm. Was. Mm-hmm. And not that I'm a fan of hers, but that really resonated with me. It's the thoughts that scare you to death that you're thinking. You have a choice what thoughts you put into your head. Of course you do. Yeah? Of yeah. course you do. And I you, said, right. yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no, I want you to finish. Go ahead. Um, I said, oh, I said, now I like her. That resonates with me. <laughs> that is, and boy, and I screenshotted and everything and made notes. And that's true. Because it's 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 the the thoughts that we actually put in our minds. Mm-hmm. So we need to work on that too, Paul. Uh, another program with that the thoughts that 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 we are controlling that we are putting in our heads and so thinking. So sure. we, we and, are the author. We're the author of that book. We're the author of our thoughts. Mm-hmm. What we think every day. And you know, there's so many people who who for whatever reason, and, and you know, we can't blame them, have negative thoughts, have negative ideas, have negative feelings, and we don't know why this happens, but if you can train yourself to think positively, if you can train yourself to think happily, if you can train your, 
yourself to think, hey, I've got a lot of gratitude for what I have, for my health, um, for my family, for my friends, for my career, for my coworkers, uh, for this beautiful day. You know, we, we take so much for granted. And we, we, we need, you know, I'm getting off on a tangent here, which I shouldn't, but right. I think one of, the no, other gra- one of the other great character traits we should have is that of gratitude. And we need to practice gratitude every single day. Once we do that, we begin to feel grateful for everything we have, and that makes a world of difference. That's a big character trait, having gratitude for t- the things that we take for granted every day, our health. I mean, we wake up expecting to see, expecting to hear, expecting to walk, expecting to, you know, do the things that we've done every day of our lives. But that's not, that's not granted to anybody. And that's why we need to be grateful for everything we have. And that character trait, I think, is one that is most important, whether it be in adults or youngsters. We need to have a character trait as we approach Thanksgiving of gratitude for everything we have. Absolutely, and you gave me the, the title of the next program, Author of Our Thoughts. I got that down, I jotted that down, and it's just a real pleasure. I have seen you in different settings. I've heard you on the radio, whether you talk to Melissa in the morning uh, or you talk to Paul, and you're just so inspiring, and especially, and I'm getting off tangent purposely, um, when you talk to Paul about the babushka. <laughs> and I knew it was the kerchief. And I immediately got on the computer and I researched the babushka, babushka and I wrote an article in the Healing Mind yes. about the babushka. And, the, and I saw the that. History. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, yes. that came from you. That, because I was listening to you um, when Paul was filling in um, for Melissa. Um, it came from you and, and the discussion with Paul. I said, oh, what the heck is, I know it's the kerchief, but I never knew the history behind it. Oh, so sure. now I know, oh, sure. I know the babushka, you know, the history <laughs> behind the babushka. I love it. I just love it so much. So um, let me just go for a quick break and um, before we um, start the third segment. And um, watch your child grow into a, a respectful, kind, and determined individual with our guidance. Contact kmareducation.org, kmareducation.org. And since we're really on the upbeat, uh, the segment is, is you know, really about the skills and talents kids have, these young heroes and um, incredible achievements. And you've seen little boys or girls playing the piano at age three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is this? Age three, they're playing the piano, classical music. It's truly amazing. It really is amazing. And, and you know, I, I couldn't have imagined this 30, 40, 50 years ago, but we're seeing it today, and I think that's a lot, that has a lot to do um, with, with the environment that the child is growing up in, um, with, with the courage that they're able to do this. I mean, a lot of kids wouldn't have the courage to be able to play a piano or classical music at the age of three or four, but they have not only the courage, but they have the confidence to do this. And I think when we as parents or teachers insert that confidence in a child at the age of, yes, two or three or four, that you can do this, you know, nothing says success more than when mom or dad or the teacher or whomever says, 
you can do this. I know you can do this. Practice. Continue to practice. Perfect what you're doing. And before you know it, you're going to be able to do this beautifully. And we're seeing this at earlier ages now. We, I would never have imagined this back in the 80s as a teacher. But, you know, we're seeing it more and more today. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with the confidence. And these are the character traits that you spoke of just a moment ago. They're able to be very confident about what they're able to do. Another character trait with the piano, creativity, courage, uh, and, they, and they have the confidence. That's another character trait, confidence. We, well, that was a seminar. One of the segments in our, our seminars earlier uh, this morning was uh, empowering a confident student confidence. You're able to do Once you have confidence in whatever it is you're doing, you can do it beautifully. You can do success breeds success. And once at the age of two or three or four, you do something very well and you are applauded for it and you become more confident at it, you get better and better and better at it, you become more creative at it, you become more courageous at what you're doing, and as a result, you become more resilient. And that leads to other character traits. Now you can employ imagination. Um, You can employ adaptability. You can employ uh, curiosity. Once you have that confidence, these other character traits all fall into line because I can do this. And now I can do this, I can stretch my limits. I can now become more curious, more creative. Um, You know, as I said a moment ago, more confident at whatever it is I'm doing. And the success will breed the success. And it doesn't matter if it's two or three or four years old, or in my case, 10, 11, and 12-year-olds that I teach. If they know they can do it, they are not going to want to stop practicing. They, want to, they will want to get better. They want, will want to ultimately become the best they can be at what they're doing. And I think that's something we're seeing more and more of today, Mariette, that we didn't see 30, 40 years ago. Yes, the child has to be interested in the mm-hmm. subject. So right. if they're interested in spelling and reading or in music performance um, uh, or in, in um, early language, mm-hmm. um, language I think I had an, an aptitude for, uh, sports absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I had problems with the intangible, with the spoken word. I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get everything. So, And I find a lot of adults today, they have a problem with intangible. If, 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 if you can't see it, they can't relate to it. No, I see it all right. the time in, in, right. in really older adults, too. Mm-hmm. You know, in young and older adults. I work with them all the time. So, right. And... I couldn't relate in the classroom to certain to certain things. I could I just couldn't so it wouldn't go into my into my mind. It wouldn't register. No, and I, I get it. Well, you know, you said you said something a moment ago, Marietta. I want to go back to that uh, that I omitted before, and I should have I should have mentioned this instantly. Uh, success because of the interest and what we are interested in, what we love to do, what we what we what we are curious about, and as you said, the interest aspect plays a big role. You know, we have we have students in our school 
primarily boys who say, you know, we want to be in your class because in science we're experimenting, we're building, we're creating, uh, we're doing various things. It's hands-on. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're erupting volcanoes. We are uh, launching hot air balloons. And, and for, the, for the boys at this age, that's what, they want. that's what they're interested in doing. And the language arts teacher says, you know, Mr. P., they want to be in your class. They want to be, why is it they always want to be in your class? Well, because they have the interest in this. And not every child wants to be seated, sitting behind a desk, you know, reading for 45 minutes. I'm not saying that's bad. That's very good. But when you're 10, 11, 12 years of age, you don't want to be writing and reading for two, three, four hours and not moving. You want to get up. You want to do. You want to experiment. You want to have activities. You want to work in small groups. Um, you want to work collaboratively. You want to experiment. You want to, you, want to, you want to do at that age. And that's, I said to the other teacher, this is why they primarily want to come in here because I say, okay, guys, this is what we're doing today. You've got 45 minutes. Now build it. Now create it. Now go through the steps of the scientific method. Now do it. And as soon as I say do it, you know, they, they can't wait to get started. Uh, so going back to the interest aspect, you have to have – if you're not interested, you're not going to be a success. Right. Mathematics were difficult for me. Just mm-hmm. that, that whole li- language, and mm-hmm. it still is. So I will never be, you know, be friends with mathematics. Oh, oh, you're no, not alone. Not. Believe me, you're not alone. No. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, but isn't it interesting? Even as a, as a child, I had that um, that problem with intangibles so in in relating to many things. Right. Um, but as an adult, I grew into a role of really almost mastering the intangible arena. I've worked in. Well, I still do. Because even today, working in radio and and digital marketing and and you know it's it's all intangible. I was in the. But you enjoy it, Mary. This is the I love it. aspect. You know, when I yeah. talk to you, I hear somebody who's passionate about what she does, and and that's who you are. You love the radio. You you, you love getting your message across, whether it be on on uh, the website, whether it be on the air, whether it be on the internet, whether it be with a podcast, TikTok, what have you. You have a message to share. It's a strong, important message, and you get that out there, and your interest level is just sky high, and it shows. Every time I have the opportunity to speak with you, I hear somebody who's very passionate, who's some, somebody who's very dedicated, uh, and, and somebody who thoroughly enjoys what she does. I do. Thank you, Paul, for that. Um, and again, the interest uh, portion, um, that's exactly how it was with me. I wasn't interested in everything. And not everybody delivered, I'm going back to the classroom, every, not everybody uh, delivered that message uh, that, that, that stimulated me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the teachers have different personalities. And it is what it is. You can't say you can go to the principal and say I don't like that teacher. He he bores me to death. But not everybody can is a real good teacher who is excited about the subject that they're teaching every Sunday. You have a teacher has to be a salesperson, just <laughs> so like true. anything else. That's so it. true. That's right. it. Right. That's it. You know, convince me. Hey, um, what what you're talking about? That's the best, and I should really go to, you know, to the to if we're talking about going to different countries and and, and everything. Hey, convince me that this is that, that this is the greatest thing. 
Ex- exactly. And, you know, the kids, as I said before, the kids are smart. You know, you can't put anything over on them. And they know instantly that you want to be there. That this is where you want to be. And, and yeah. they sense it. They feel it. They know it. And if they realize, hey, this teacher wants to be with us, you know, wants to, wants to see us grow, wants to see us become the best we can be, um, that, that's not the mystery. That's not, that's not the mystery at all. Being with them, watching them grow, uh, you know, being their cheerleader, that, that's what it's all about. And the kids will know instantly whether or not you're there for them or you're there for the paycheck. And they will know it instantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know, it's, it's, I'm thinking uh, with the trades that I put all in one basket, and again, we, we, I, I was only able to do limited amount of trades or m- much more. If we become as adults come fluent, as parents become fluent recognizing that and um, making a change, it also will help us. Um, it, it applies to a partner in life too. Mm-hmm. We got to focus in when we talk to Dr. Chris on, on air. Um, we have relationship programs and certain certain questions we need to ask and so forth. And I just thought of this. All of these trades, that's what I look for in, in a person. Um, and I don't accept anything less. There's certain and you should, trades that you I shouldn't pick. expect that's anything right. less, no. Yeah, yeah, because I know what's compatible. I know what, what, what my co- compatibility is. Mm-hmm. So it, it's fun to, to, to think about all these things and put a basket in front of you and put, put, a, put apples in there, and each apple represents a trade. Right. And you know what? It really gives you clarity. It gives you clarity because you know who you, how you are. Mm-hmm. So uh, you want somebody who's compatible with you. Uh, and it's and not that, easy to find. It's not easy to find very often, right? It, it's certainly right. not. But you you need to have, as you say, Mariette, you need to have that person with whom you can build the relationships, with whom you can spend the rest of your life. And there has to be one hundred percent compatibility. There has to be. Right, because you wouldn't, um, when you have a lot of energy and uh, you're very creative, you certainly wouldn't. Uh, you wouldn't find you wouldn't I wouldn't want somebody who is very quiet and where you have to have to extract conversation and and so forth and a person like that certainly isn't interested in me that oh when I have a, a new idea I want to implement it right away you know no, I want to think right. about the strategies and let's implement let's see if it works Exactly. See, you, you, you share that sense of excitement. You know, you share that. You, you remind me of somebody who wakes up at 2.30 in the morning and says, ah, I've got this idea. I've got to get up. I've got to write it down so I don't forget it. I've got to make sure that tomorrow I address this idea because I think this idea can go places. And that's, that's who you remind me of. And in many regards, mm-hmm. that's the kind of person we all should be. You know, looking ahead. Hey, how can I do this better? How can I make this better? You wake up in the middle of the night, this is a good thing. You know, you, you, want, you want to share that idea. You write it down. Don't forget it. I'm going to address this tomorrow. I'm going to make this happen. Exactly. And you can't wait. I got up at 4 o'clock this morning, and uh, my body and my mind then, it, it won't take long to wake up. Normally, it takes two hours for me to wake up. Mm-hmm. But no, when you have a project 
uh, going on that you're working on. Uh, you just need to um, uh, tweak it, a little more tweaking, but then you have to wait for a couple of people that have to give you more information. Now, they're not moving as quickly as you want them to move. That right. in itself... Right. That in itself causes pain. It very does. It's bad frustration. Pain. A lot of frustration. Oh my God. You know, when you're waiting for others in order for you to, to have your idea materialize, when you have to wait for others, it, it's painful, yes. It's frustrating. And to some degree, we have to exercise our patience. And that's not easy to do. No, it's not easy because we got to, when that fire, that fire doesn't go on uh, very often in life. But when no, you have that little fire, fire going, uh, you got to be very careful who you talk to, what you tell them. Uh, I had that personally happening to me on my new pro- new project. And I, you just want to stay in that moment. Of mm-hmm. course, that's not always possible during the day because you've got to handle other things mm-hmm. that come in. It's like... like um, uh, riding a roller coaster up and down in your moods and thinking and, and everything, but it's you, it feels so good to be in that moment. It's like your own bubble, and you're so, happy. You're, you're right. So you're happy. Right. You're, yeah. Oh my God, you're so happy. So true. So true. There's that excitement. There's that zest. There's that feeling that hey, I, I have this idea. I want to do this. I want to do this. That that's what life is all about. That life is about taking chances. It's about saying, hey, I want to do this, I'm going to do this. It's not about sitting back and watching. It's about actively participating and being the best you can be and doing the best you can. I tell the kids every day, look, mom and dad want to see you succeed. And you you have to give 100%. Prepare, execute, and you will succeed. The kids know it by heart. All right, well, I'll say to the kids, what are you going to do? We're going to prepare we will execute, we will succeed. And they know the three steps backwards and forwards. And when they leave my class and go to the next grade level, they're always going to remember the best way to do this is to prepare, to execute your plan, and you will succeed. And you, more than anyone, Mariette, are, are the, the banner for that. I see this in you every time you and I, whether we're on the air, whether we're uh, via email, conversing via email or whether we're over the phone. Um, you, you are the banner person for this. Prepare, execute, succeed. Absolutely. And what, what, um, what is infectious, your own happiness, your own mm-hmm. motivation, that's what people, that is the access to, to, to the other person. Your mm-hmm. excitement, it just flows. The doors just open up. The windows open up. Uh, it's incredible. And um, I remember just just to, to before we close for the show the show I remember back in 2001 um, I had just come back from Europe and um, I said well I needed a little newsletter and I needed printed and um, sold a little bit of ads and uh, um, even though it was just two sheets two sheets, you know like a, a double. Um, double sheet newsletter but I mm-hmm. I had it professionally done and when I w- went to um to the companies well I felt like I was selling the New York Times mm-hmm. I'm telling you that's what I had inside of me uh this importance and the the great idea and it was just a simple newsletter to me was the New York Times oh but I know people bought it 
People brought right. it, meaning people accept it. That's what I mean by that. And look, this they is nearly a quarter century ago, Mariette, and you still remember that vividly, and that says everything, you know? It, it's it's mm-hmm. that excitement, it's that passion, and it doesn't matter what it is. It's a little newsletter, it's a book. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is, if you put your heart and soul into it, it means the world to you. And, and this happened 22 years ago uh, to you, and you remember it as vividly now as you did then. Yes. I remember that it was a, yeah. a wonderful experience, and uh, this this um, this fire you have to have every time you have a project. And I just want to point out, you don't always have a project together right away. You know, it starts with a, a thought, but then you can't work on the puzzle pieces. Many people that are not schooled, uh, you know, uh, in this, it it you you know you need help with that. Sometimes. Because then right. people give up if they can't think of maybe a, a project takes 20 puzzle pieces, meaning mm-hmm. 20 steps right. to you exactly. finish the project, to make yeah. it simple. Mm-hmm. And people have problems, well, they did the first four, four steps, and then what then? So, and they really don't know. And that's where we come in. We come in. We've done so many projects in our lives, and um, you know, we can help with that. And I hope people that have listened to us tonight, I hope you reach out to us. Uh, Paul, would you like to give your website name, please? Yes. uh, The weather website is uh, Local Weather Journal, all one word, Local Weather Journal, at at .blogspot.com. I'll say that again, Local Weather Journal, .blogspot.com. Com. And that's all things weather for southwestern Connecticut. Sounds great. And for us, it's Kmart Education. That's spelled like Kmart without the T, kmarteducation.org. I can't thank you enough, Paul, on this um, uh, wonderful day. Uh, what is the weather going to be like tomorrow, November 8th? Colder. We had a high today of the, at least at Bridgeport in the mid-60s. Tomorrow, 15 to 20 degrees colder than today, but it will be sunny. Oh, that's good. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. good. I haven't gotten my yes. winter, winter clothes out yet, so I have to work on that. The gloves, the scarf, and, and everything, right. so I've got to work that's on that. That's right. Paul, thank you so much for making this possible tonight, and we'll see you and talk to you real, real soon. And thank you for inviting Marriott. I think the world of you, and I wish you all the best. Likewise. Okay, good night, everybody.